Allentown, Bethlehem, Easton, and sometimes Mayo. Welcome to the Lehigh Valley with Love Podcast. Hey, Tyler, how's it going? Welcome to episode 84 Whoa, all right. of the Leah Valley with Love podcast. Didn't um, think we'd get here. Every time we say it. Every time we have, yeah, every time we open up, we're like, I'm not sure. This is the same in episode three. We're like, we're not sure how. We want to thank all of our fans, but also our enemies <laughs> for inspiring us to defy, which is like probably four of our friends that. Because they, they they're like, we hate these guys and we're going to yeah. listen. Because every word they say just makes well, it's, me more, it's mainly because like on a Saturday night they'll be like, "You guys probably aren't going to get around to recording things tomorrow." <laughs> but you look good, George. I noticed you got you got expensive jeans on. What do they got? They're not expensive. Yeah, no, you got Hudson jeans on. Those aren't. They're, they're yes, they very are. affordable. We got a guy from from the UK. <laughs> Is there? That's a UK company. <laughs> Right. UK, yeah, not to be confused with Ireland. Well, which is, well, Britain. Good job. You've already offended. Okay, our here guests. we go. Here's okay. <laughs> Okay, Irish boy speaking here, straight <laughs> off the bat. The Ireland is not part of the United Kingdom. Good job. Northern Thanks. Ireland well, do you, is. Well, they, they, anybody Fantastic. that's listening knows that I went to community college for a yeah. decade, so well, I don't have any... I want to have it, a word with your now, history teacher. Now that the cat's out of the bag. <laughs> we'd like to, oh, shocker. Tyler doesn't know things. Tyler's bad at geography. Uh, no, we'd like, like to welcome on our guest, Emmett Cahill, who's... Uh, Thank you, sir. A, a world-renowned tenor. You're uh, in, renowned, yes. Okay. <laughs> No, right, I mean right I've, seen you, I've seen where you've where you've uh, you played yeah. in um, the UK and Ireland. Yeah, is what I'm. <laughs> yeah, which is in fact the same country, according to his. You're history the same teacher. place. They're on the same island. I hope right? my history teacher listens to this because you failed. Yeah, you failed but, me. You let the Irish people down. <laughs> this is a, a little bit unique for us in the fact that you're not from the area, obviously, mm-hmm. but you're you're playing. Uh, well, you're singing. I'm sorry tonight. Yeah. Um, so usually, like we talked about this before, we usually have people who come on who are from the area and maybe have left and come back. So it's it's unique. This is fun for us. I'm an honorary yeah no, we uh, like uh, it. guest yeah, on, sure. on 84. What a great number to be guesting on. My favorite number. Is it? No, no, it's not. Ah. But <laughs> so it's, that would have been great. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I've. I mean, it's weird. I've been to Bethlehem so many times. People like I've been to Pennsylvania heaps of times with touring and stuff. And and uh, where else Beth- in Bethlehem have you been? Uh, in Beth or in, in this area, yeah. So we uh with a show with Celtic Thunder, at, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a little while. We set up a tour here in 2016. We did our four month, uh, U.S. and Canadian tour, and we actually rehearsed in the college. Uh, one of the colleges down in Bethlehem. Would that be Moravian College? Um, not Moravian College. Oh. Uh, Lehigh. In in Lehigh, in one of their facilities. So we set up the whole tour. We've been to Sands Casino like four or five yeah. times. I was here, uh, well, stayed close to here. I was at Easton, uh, did a show earlier in the year. Um, How do you so, remember the n- cities? Like, well, they, is it? Oh, it's crazy. Because, I mean, honestly, though, you play, you're, you said you're, you were in Dallas this morning. Uh, yeah, or right? yesterday morning we were in Dallas. Then we flew to New York, played in Long Island last night. We're here tonight. Um, yeah, before Dallas, we were in Houston. We were in Iowa. Last weekend, we were in Minneapolis. It's so I always joke because people look at my touring schedule and they're like that's crazy and they're yeah. like they always say like for a guy from such a small country you, you like take on like you're not in ireland anymore you can't yeah. just get around in three hours i'm right, like right. 
whatever will take you know is it does it overwhelm you at all or are you used to it sometimes when you look ahead for the touring schedule like a lot of the time we have to make dates work for a venue or for you know and we we kind of we sometimes we take we never take on anything that we don't think will absolutely make right like when we book flights we're always on like the 5 a.m or the 6 a.m because you know you always have another option in case it doesn't work yeah because the worst thing is obviously if you miss a flight you miss a show then there's a whole lot of people right. pissed yeah. off at that point. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, but sometimes, you know, you don't always get your ideal touring scenario because you're always suiting other people or mm-hmm. dates or, you know, other, weather can be a factor. We can't go certain, you know, to certain areas at certain times of the year because there's a high risk of snow. And right, right. That'll affect anything from audience numbers to your accessibility, yeah. et cetera. So. Is Bethlehem... Is this area unique? You don't have to lie to us either. Like, is it? It's, it's is very, it unique in the sense because you said you've been to many different places. Yeah, where does here. it stack up in Eastern Pennsylvania? Well, I've been just, I mean, so just many. in this area in general. Yeah. Like, so, yeah. What, what, for example, big Irish connection here. Yeah. Uh, a lot of Irish settled here in the Lehigh Valley alone. Um, there were there was a lot of different settlements from from like all the continents around the world. Like, I did a work. I I, I performed a piece that was written for me. Um, by a composer called Libby Larson. We performed it um, in Easton earlier this year and the, the piece was written about all the different cultural groups who settled in the Lehigh Valley in like the 1800s. So there was Irish music, there was Welsh, there was some African influences, um, there was obviously Native American, mm-hmm. there was all these things and, and like the Lehigh Valley is just one small part of right. Eastern Pennsylvania. Right, right. But I learned a lot about the area then. And then it kind of, it was only after that that it made sense. Well, that's why there's such a demand for us to come back every year because there's a huge Celtic influence. I mean, you've got Music Fest. You know, Celtic you've got Classic, the Celtic Classic. Celtic Fest, that's yes. in two weeks here. Yeah. It is, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the organizers, are, they're coming to the show tonight. We're talking about potentially uh, being on the bill next year. So well, I tell just me, Tell them you talk to here. George and Tyler. And yeah. yeah. Maybe don't mention me. Okay. <laughs> Because, yeah, <laughs> we won't talk about the, Brit- the British Irish. Yeah, mix yeah, up. yeah, yeah. Well, he just taught me more about the history of here than I knew. So, you know. Well, when you say that you got, so you're last in uh, Long Island last night. Mm. What was in Long Island last night? Is it you were singing, right? Yeah. And is it, are you traveling with a band? It's so it's when I tour on my own, it's just myself and my piano company is Seamus. I would play guitar as well. He plays piano. It's more kind of acoustic. So in Long Island last night, we did a show for the Ancient Order of Hibernians. So all around the States, there are Irish centers. Again, like like today in America, there are over 40 million people who can trace their roots back to Ireland. Oh, yeah. Ireland's a country sure. of about 4.1 million people. Uh huh. So it's crazy. So you have all that sort of factored in but then you have also people who just love the music um who want to be part of it so like last night it was um yeah the place was packed with i want to say second third fourth generation irish people mm-hmm. and you're literally preaching to the converted because i get yeah. up and talk about <laughs> ireland they're like man we know yeah you know it's like so well, I, I feel bad because my middle name is patrick and i have irish roots we just did ancestry.com and like that's where i'm like half irish and I didn't even know the UK was doing it. Was, it's interesting just because when you did, like, a, with a lot of Americans, like, I'm German, Welsh, mm-hmm. Italian. You guys you are know, just cocktails you know, of just, everything. Yeah, right, right, yeah. But I talk about that, like, at the shows, you know, and um, not to get too political or anything like that. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a blow-in myself. But when you look at America, and what is it today? Like, America is literally 
this collection of people from all around the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bar your Native American, you came from somewhere else. Right, Unless right. you're 100% Native American. So, and I think the, the, the view on that is some sort of somewhat skewed. I think it should be something, and millions of people here do, they do embrace it. They, you know, everyone, like Ancestry.com is one of the internet's fastest growing websites. It's yeah. Crazy. The demand, people suddenly really want to know where they came from. They want to trace back their roots because, you know, maybe they never got to ask their grandparents uh-huh. or their parents before they passed away. And now you have this facility. And in the Irish case, for example, a lot of the 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 records like the 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 countries you know the census when they were taken say in the 1800s like cause before 18 before the famine set in say the 1840s 1850s ireland was a country of about eight and a half million people mm. so even today we haven't recovered from that we're really? still yeah. half right. that Century, so yeah. a lot of people died obviously but then a lot of people emigrated mm-hmm. and out of that then you have this the diaspora of 40 million alone here in uh in america mm-hmm. so you can you imagine around the world like you know australia was a huge like the uk um canada that's weird to think of that there's more people in america with irish roots than in ireland well, it's yeah. interesting too to your think, population like you're gonna, is what you said four million right yeah. you can like plan your your concert tour on where people immigrated to yeah so like well, in chicago and you know there is uh, if you look at it i mean if you look at it from a very basic point of view that's kind of where you start because you know you have your hot spots you know mm-hmm. obviously you have your irish cities new york boston chicago philadelphia you know and then areas obviously the northeast that's say where where the first settlers came but then like i tour like one of my most popular areas is california um people went out west claimed land you know we've been up to iowa we were up in uh minnesota there's a huge i mean like savannah georgia has the second biggest Patrick's Day parade in the country after New York. Huh. They do like two weeks. Like that's the I, could, I could be wrong. I think I'm right. I think Allentown is the oldest. It probably it is. Be. I think I could be wrong, but I think Allentown is like one of the what if not the oldest, one of the oldest ones. So yeah, mm. like it's, it's So really, it's it's weird. Like I've learned so much about Ireland from being here. Really? Um neat. you know, it's so yeah, it's uh, it's it's a very unique thing and, and, and I think as I was kind of alluding to, I think more and more we should be proud of that and we should like america like where else are you going to go in the world where you everyone you meet is from somewhere else and hopefully can speak about it yeah because of ancestry.com and all those things like that just leads to the most interesting conversations (laughs) i guess we probably take that for granted i I think we do i think just in i think humans in general like you get wherever you live you know you just you, you forget to look at people like that I think mm-hmm. like you're going to Wawa or whatever, you might not be looking at the person next to you and thinking about their crazy well, that, that the was, story. Like, how did they get there? You know? I spent time. I lived in New York for five years, and uh, I spent time in bars and you know in New York. And a lot of the bars that I went to, the market research, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, well, a lot of the like the bartenders they were from Ireland. Yeah. So like almost like my four favorite bars, you know. Were the bartenders that I, I my regular bartenders were from Ireland, so like you know, you're getting this like first hand, you know, and they came here and they're teaching you about their customs in your country. It's it's just it was just this weird relationship, and there's such a strong community, mm-hmm. you know, over here, and it, you know, it's it, it was like wild to to be a part of, yeah, in a small me buying. That's, that's why I like Celtic classic 
really because before I moved, I grew up about an hour north. Before I moved here, I was never exposed to like that Celtic side, yeah. and I didn't even know, you know, I, whatever through ancestry or just whatever figuring out that being Welsh meant that. I was my lineage was part of the seven Celtic nations. Yes, whatever. As soon as I figured that out, I bought a kilt that night. <laughs> yeah, he does. George does. I got I got married in a kilt. Yeah, and wow. he, George yeah, sleep, I mean, sleeps in a kilt, and it looks great on you. I right? don't <laughs> sleep. <laughs> in, I debated wearing one today, and then I'm like, you know what? Well, because that's it's like in honor of him. Ap- but then I felt like it would just be like George. very like weird. So you, you decided to go with the Hudson jeans and the Hurley T-shirt. If you arrived, if I arrived to your door <laughs> and you were standing weird. in a kilt, because obviously the tradition of the kilt, if you wear a kilt, <laughs> that's all you're wearing. It's a skirt. Yeah. Otherwise. Yeah. So I, I would have known that you were hardcore proud of your Welsh roots in your kilt, <laughs> yeah. and you would have nothing on under that kilt. <laughs> right? Yeah. I yeah. probably wouldn't be sitting here now. Right. Yeah. Good. I'd be well, like, this dude. That would have been a great story. Me for me. What am I like? This is how. Why are you judging me? This is how every. Yeah, but instead you look yeah. like a. Like a surfer slash uh, what? hedge fund manager. <laughs> <laughs> what is interesting makes, though makes a billion from his bedroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In this town, like you can go downtown in a and wear a kilt, and it's not weird. Like you'll get a. Couple it's weird. Of, it's not. It's, it's not. Weird. No way. If you're down at like nobody bullies you, but they're like, "That's the kilt guy." <laughs> if, I don't know. I don't. I've never gotten it. I mean, I think when they look at you in a kilt, they're like, the kilt is the 10th weirdest thing about that guy. <laughs> so, well, you, what do, you, you live in Ireland, right? Yes. How, how, like how long, how many months of the year are you there? Oh man, it's kind of been depleting over yeah. the last few years. Um, I want to say about three months a year. Wow. Uh, I'm over here a lot, you know, touring. When I'm not touring, then I I spend a bit of time in New York, um, studying with an opera teacher. Like, so I've kind of had this weird path to this point, and I think this attic, you know, what <laughs> to get to this attic, <laughs> to get to this attic, yeah, exactly, yeah, um, it's like right here, right now, yeah, yeah. It could have been weirder with the Celtic front <laughs> yeah, door. Yeah, it was, <laughs> but it almost was, the weirdest. Next time, it's been yeah. pretty I mean, normal today. Ne- the next tour, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm going all out. Yeah. Um, well, how so, did, well, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You no, know, yeah. So, um, so when I'm not on tour, um, either with Celtic Thunder or doing my own stuff, uh, I study with an opera teacher in New York. That's where I started actually. Before I was doing Irish music, I was brought up. You know, my dad was a piano teacher. My mom was a church singer, so singing in church and stuff. But he loved classical music. Mm-hmm. So more so than like learning the Irish songs we were like listening to Mozart and Beethoven and right. like even as little tots like we yeah. dad would be playing pieces um, and so we just started kind of playing piano and doing our grades and, and all that sort of stuff and I broke his heart because he could never get me to practice I was a pain in the ass at piano um, yeah I like did to grade 6 and then like he just said listen I can't <laughs> this is just a full time job trying yeah. to get whereas my brother and sister they excelled and they were very they loved playing classical music and so but i kind of started to venture more into thinking about singing as my main instrument like Mm -hmm. i did violin and guitar and stuff but um the uh oh no keep going yeah someone's cutting the grass out there yeah yeah Um, is he in a kilt no (laughs) so yeah so (laughs) so then when i like i kind of had this weird uh, as i said path once i left high school i was like 17 leaving high school so did my exams everything i was pretty studious it was i was want to say i was like a pretty smart student but i had no idea where i was going in life and to some points 
still don't. It's <laughs> it's all a journey. <laughs> don't but, worry. Uh, but in the, in the three years following on from high school, I dropped out of college three times. I was in. This guy out. could give me a run. Wait, the same college? No. You the same the same gone? college would have been even worse. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I'll like, go again. Like, they would have been I, like, I, 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 why did like, you accept this guy? I, I still got him beat then. <laughs> <laughs> you got me beat? I've never I do have anyone. Beat. Yeah, I'd be beat. I, really? I dropped. Well, technically, I never dropped out <laughs> because I still am enrolled. But I've went to the same community college on, in three different eras of time. What was that? What was that Ryan Reynolds movie where he's there? <laughs> yeah, I'm basically <laughs> that guy. That guy. Who uh, was Van college. Wilder. Van Wilder. Yeah. It's even college. worse. Yeah. It's even worse. Though. Like yeah. the 40-year-old going to the yeah, frat party. Yeah. So, no, so yeah. you didn't even know at like 18 that you were... And you're only about... You're like 28, right? I'm 28 now, yeah. So that was only 10 years ago that you were maybe undecided I about was like, your future. I was not one of those kids who like hung around in his bedroom and like sang and like dreamed of like being on you know tv being on stage i like when i was a teenager I, the only thing i was interested in was football and girls after that it was kind of like well you got to go to school you got to do some yeah. music they were kind of the inconveniences of my life <laughs> yeah so so when by football you mean soccer uh yeah or irish football so like rugby irish kind of football thing? is like gaelic football is is a cross between rugby and soccer so you've got a round it's a round ball like a soccer ball a bit bigger a bit heavier um and it's played on a much bigger field literally today we just had our the all-ireland football final which is like our version of the super bowl so um we just got finished watching that and then um so gaelic football i played a lot of that um, you know, some soccer i mean just kind of recreation what, like what do they think of like when you're 15 year old kid 12 13 what do you think of american football uh i didn't know a whole lot about it i like i used to because now you know with you know obviously streaming services internet i mean the last five years think about your accessibility to (laughs) anything you want to watch any sporting event you can watch it now so we wouldn't have got like nfl now like espn i think they have a they have a uk branch now that the which you shouldn't be able to watch though i should now because if it's a different country no, am, I st- am I still not catching? Pretty <laughs> no, they're good. You can watch. You right. can be- they have the internet. <laughs> the other yeah, yeah, see, he got you, too, <laughs> George. Yeah. Okay, okay. You I might have that there. tech uniform I... on right now, but you are not. You're not up to <laughs> speed. Up so yeah, so like now, the, like the NFL. I think they play a couple of games every year. Yeah. Wembley in London. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had Notre Dame and that's cool. Who yeah. else came to Ireland and played a game a couple of years I ago? Was, I don't know if it was Army or not. I don't remember. But no, I remember. I yeah, forget, it was neat. yeah. Well, it's cool too because I remember more like when I, like even ten years ago, you hear like everybody's playing Madden, like that's the video game. Mm-hmm. Now it's FIFA. FIFA yeah. yeah, you see, yeah. the same things happened here. Soccer, like in the last, I mean, Beckham kind of kicked it off when he went to Galaxy, and then since then you had like Henri, uh, David Silva, Frank Lampard came here. Who's the other? Had, who's the guy that just went to the Galaxy? He's oh, Ibrahimovic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he like went from Man United to LA Galaxy. Yeah. So. Now, like, soccer has become... Even the last few years I've been touring here, like, like ESPN showed, Fox showed, because I'd follow the Premier League. So, like, when we're on the tour with Celtic Thunder, we live in a tour bus. So every, like, Saturday morning, you'd try and get up and watch the games. You know, there'd be 3 o'clock kickoffs. I don't get up for the 12 o'clock kickoff in the... In, in, in the UK, because that would be if I were on the West yeah, Coast, yeah. that's like eight no, hours behind. No. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. we have a. Uh, it's called the Lee Lee Valley Soccer Fest. So during the World Cups or the bigger tournaments, mm-hmm. where Music Fest is, yeah, they, they have an it. outdoor 
viewing party and they bring in like a I don't know, like a 30-foot screen. I don't know how big it is. Yeah. But then ESPN shows, like, live looking. So That's it's getting great. huge in this area Yeah, and, well. I mean, you guys are, like, the, with the the ladies this year, you guys oh, yeah. won the World yeah. Cup again. Yeah. Like, you're the best in the world right now. Uh-huh. So um, I, I've been – I was at a female professional soccer game this summer in uh, Portland, Oregon. Yeah. Yeah, Portland, yeah. it's huge. I mean, the Northwest, because you got like Seattle and Portland mm-hmm. are two big teams. They love it. But it was yeah. like women, it was a women's professional game. And le- I mean, let's be honest, you know, my sister's like, we're going to go. And we were there. It was almost full. Mm-hmm. And it was like, we spent, we bought all these stuff. And that stuff. was a, That's something I'm uh, interested in about Gaelic football, right? So yeah. the country has 4 million people in it. Yeah. And Gaelic football is in Ireland. Ex- yeah. Almost exclusively, right? So Gaelic football and hurling, which are the two Gaelic, I- the two Irish sports. Yeah, so hurling's we, terrifying. We have the GAA, which is Gaelic yeah. Athletic Association. So they're amateur sports, but they're played to a professional level this because, um, I mean, the standard is just incredible. Mm-hmm. Like, but we don't have enough of a... It, it all comes down to TV money, right? Right, because there's only so, 4 million people yeah, in the so, country. But also yeah. we have... We're, we're Right now, Ireland are number one team in the world in rugby. We're going to the World Cup. Okay, yeah. Uh, we just, I mean, we're not actually the best. New Zealand are actually the best. But we beat Wales last weekend. Sorry. Sorry about that. We beat <laughs> Wales. I don't, I'm, I'm, yeah. You would I think they could kick. My country, you, I have like a long lost You would think they'd have more uh, range of motion in their, in their <laughs> yeah, kilts. Yeah. I think so. I know, right? an advantage. <laughs> yeah. But the Irish guys are afraid to go into the scrum when they're wearing the kilts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you probably yeah. understand. Yeah. Not George. No, yeah, That's George's favorite part. Roll. No, <laughs> yeah. the the, uh, the gentleman you're gonna meet tonight. If if the people I think are the owners of, um, like you know, Red Stag, uh-huh. uh, Donegal Square, yes, yes, Celtic yes. Classic, yes, all that. Yes. Um, I am relatively sure that he plays like for a hurling league. Yeah, hurling's yeah. hurling's. So to answer your question, so the the Ireland is where it's predominantly watched and played, but now. Like, kind of like what we're talking about again about the Irish going abroad now we have like teams in the Middle East my buddy lives in the United Arab Emirates he lives in Abu Dhabi he plays with the team there they go to Bahrain they go to uh, I don't know if they go to Saudi they go to a few different uh, um, Middle Eastern countries and they have like a league they have like yeah, a championship wow. there's, yeah. a, there's a team around here wow like the Australia it's, like a, it's a club um, it's are like you Canada. like in terms of fame are you famous in Ireland not at all Really? Because I tour here all the time. I've been touring really? here since I was 20. So you could walk down the street in Ireland? Yeah, it's great. <laughs> but here Wait, you, really? Uh, so like in Ireland, you're... I'd be I'd be well known, I suppose, around obviously where I came from. I mean, that's you know, I, I, don't, I think that's, that's just really interesting. You're yeah. right. It'd probably be like nice but, for but you. But this is what I'm saying. Like the, the thing I do is bring Ireland to, to America. So like Irish music is so popular here. In Ireland right now, the most popular genre of music is american country music really which is crazy that is crazy uh, you that's know so but it, but it's always that thing of like you always want what you can't yeah it was like different that's neat. so you know so but you know at my shows like in long island last night we were at the is the ancient order of hibernians they have a hall they have a whole community of people there was irish people but there was also a lot of uh you know, people who don't have Irish roots, but they just want to be part of the, they love the music. Mm-hmm. There is a vibe. I mean, someone goes to a city. Why do you go into an Irish bar as opposed to, because you have this sense of, it's going to be fun in there because mm-hmm. people are there for a good time. And, and well, if you and meet I, Irish people, we're, I'd like to think most of us are pretty chilled out and we'll, yeah. we're always up for, as we said home, up for the crack. Now yeah. the, up for the crack <laughs> is, uh, 
I, I said that on PBS TV one time. Someone asked Yeah, me. I think it's something different here. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah. I've learned that the hard way because <laughs> I remember doing my first PBS interview. Uh, we were out doing a pledge for one of our, our TV specials and said, so what's it like on tour with the guys? You know, you live in the bus. It must be fun. Would you, you know, like I say, oh, we're like oh. brothers. He said, but I, you know what? When we all get together, the crack is so good. <laughs> and she looked at me. I was like, no, no, like the crack, like fun. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> Are you on tour with the know? Rolling Stones yeah. by any chance? <laughs> yeah. So, but you grew up, you know, not with this as the dream. Yeah, I was whatever. I was just, and then, you know, in and out of college for like three years. Eventually, went to music college, did a year. It was opera. It was opera, though. That's that's what I was doing. And um, at the end of the first year, I mean, it was a great year. You know, being humble and all, but like it was, you know, top of the year. Won the most promising singer. Won some competitions. It was all like that trajectory. Like three more years there then you would go to london or europe you know and i just at the end of the first year i was i think i just took it too seriously i was kind of felt like i was growing up too fast i was like i'm 18 19 i just want to live a bit of life traveling and then i just auditioned for celtic thunder and that once they cast me in the show it's, they were like i mean it's a toss-up you know if someone said to you do you want to stay in college or do you want to go touring in america and get paid for it i'd be like yeah you know yeah. there's only one choice there right, right, right. you can Col- always go back college will always yeah. be there yeah. uh, i want to side note when i said the uk thing i meant to say europe i still would have been wrong <laughs> Tyler, that was 20 i know but he just said europe ago. and that's what i was thinking of i'm gonna say that now okay i still would have been wrong as it turns so out as it as it as the uh, as it stands in the in the in the current political climate by October 31st, if you say UK, you will not be able to say Europe because they're, they're trying to get out. That's right. So I'm wrong in a whole European different... No, you <laughs> will be wrong in the... If someone listens to this in November, you're... you're well, no, worry, you're, you're still right because Ireland's in Europe, but the UK Okay, won't so I'm, I'm right for now with an asterisk, but with I will be very wrong in a little <laughs> bit. So I, I think this is kind of interesting in that at your age and as somebody from Ireland, you've toured the United States most than most Americans will you've you know, seen more of america than than most americans have. in their lifetime I mean, generally speaking yeah are, have there been like what's what are some places that aren't like the the obvious answers like not new york city not mm-hmm. la what are some places that not not here even um that you really have been wowed by or, or you thought is really neat yeah i mean you're right that there's no other than touring there's no other reason i would have been to like 90 percent of the places i've been to i've Bar Alaska, so apart from Alaska and Hawaii, I've been to every state three to four times. Wow. So I've been to, you know, and, and people are like, people like Americans come up to me, what's Utah like? Yeah. What's, and I'm like, yeah, it's great. I mean, so the, the, the only caveat to that is the fact that with touring, you're literally in a city at most two days. Right. So. And when you're working, people like look at my, you know, Instagram story or they look at, you know, what you're putting out there and think this guy's just on a permanent vacation. He's in a different city. <laughs> he's going for dinner. He's, you mm-hmm. know, you know, experiencing all that stuff. He's performing on stage. But we, with my solo tours, were like bang, bang, bang. Different city every day. Uh, you're on a flight like we did 6 a.m. from Dallas yesterday in the morning straight to New York. Do the show, drove out to here last right, night. Yeah. You know, so you don't really get a sense of of the people uh, like this is great because you're sitting down with two local guys i'm fine i learn about the area and sometimes you do get a snippet of that when people come to the show or you get to spend a little bit of time but for the most part america for me has been 
hotel, yeah, tour bus right. venue, coffee shop, you know, a nice place to get dinner and then you roll yeah. out to the next town. Yeah. Now, so on saying that, sometimes you do get a bit of time. So uh, I've got a chance to go up to Vermont, do some skiing. We had a day off in Boulder, Colorado a few years ago. We went mountain biking. I love, I love uh, Colorado. It's an amazing place. Mm-hmm. Um, there, so there are, there are certain places, you know, I think a lot of places have their charm, like going down to, you know, places like South Carolina, down to Georgia. I mean, I'm a big, I, I'm a bit of a golf fanatic. So whenever Ooh, I can, yeah. I can get out and play some golf. So um, we've we played out in uh, Palm Springs, out in California. Like some, like it's weird. Once I started mentioning that I like golf, it's amazing the amount of people yeah. come up, give me their card. If you ever want to play here, here, yeah. here. No, yeah. he, like, like no joke, he's the guy to talk to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm a big golf up. Yeah. I'm his yeah. caddy next weekend for uh, yeah. the, uh, the Lehigh Valley Open or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah. I've, uh, I, I was literally sitting on a plane uh, last week, uh, sitting beside a guy, and we just got chatting. Of course, as soon as I like order a drink or like they hear the accent say hey where are you from man yada yeah get talking to this guy and he works um for uh an agricultural company that sells fertilizer um all over the world he goes all over the world you know as kind of the head sales guy and i said so did you always do that and he says no i actually worked in golf courses before that yeah i was like oh cool what, like where did you live he says oh, i lived all over i lived up in westchester new york for seven years i lived down in uh south carolina I lived out in California. I was like, where were we in California? He says, Pebble Beach. Nice. And I was like, he was like, he was the course manager. He really? That's Beach. a big he gig. He prepared courses for two US Opens. Yeah. Wow. The guy was talking about, of course, me being a nerd, I'm like asking about the grass. Yeah, yeah. How you maintain it. <laughs> He's like, you know? I told the wrong And like, guy. if anyone was sitting beside the two of us, they were like, these guys are so boring. Yeah. But I was just fascinated. Oh, no, with, I would have been in. With are you, you're a Rory? Course. You're team Rory? Um, yeah, I, I'd be Team Rory, of course. I mean, of, of course, he's, yeah. he's been... Uh, but this year, I mean, Shane Lowry winning the US yeah, Open. Yeah, Or the, not the US Open, the British Open. I mean, he's from a place called Clara in County Offaly, about 40 minutes from where I live. He kind of really epitomized, you know, Irishness in terms of his... Like, his, he, he just... When he won, I mean, he literally partied non-stop yeah. for a week i feel like rory Sorry. had rory won and yeah. rory's won a lot he's just more of a controlled individual yeah yeah yeah, and yeah. like rory's kind of you know i want to rack up the majors here i want to be known i want to catch jack nicholas right, like, right. or tiger but the long term but it long term yeah. but larry i think you know he admitted himself he never expected to to you know get to that level and now it's it's great because it's brought him into a whole other world you know if you're an open champion you know you can play it for the rest of your life uh you're guaranteed f- the next five, five masters five u.s opens yep. like he had to qualify for a lot of these events before yeah, yeah so but to win it in ireland to win it in port rush you know the first time the open was there since the 50s um like that's gotta the be country crazy. went crazy Bananas, yeah. Yeah. how famous is that's he the right one now? thing yeah. that yeah. you know we we don't have here is i mean the we have golf lo- fanaticism not just golf but uh not that we don't have country pride, but it's there's it's everything's so splintered that it's and there's so many different things. Yeah. There's not like 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 golf, like you don't have like your guy from America. Bar your bar he went to like your college like yeah, Oklahoma right, people right. are gonna be Ricky. Yeah. You know there's certain. Well, we, uh, yeah. Jordan Jordan Speeth his his parents, his parents grew, up, grew around up here. No way. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah, like uh, I've been down to Columbia, South Carolina. Like DJs from there. Yep. It's gonna be certain. I think it's. 
I think you're right. I think it, uh, for an area, it gets tough. But I think it's like if you went to that college, right, right, because because college sports are it's huge. Oh, huge. That's what we're watching right now. It's on. Yeah. You know, as there you go with the football. What about so. what, what's your what's your thoughts on McGregor? McGregor's a tough one because, you know, <laughs> it's good. This <laughs> so he, Tyler's like this guy loves golf. Like let's go. Like, well, yeah. it's it's interesting to get the perspective. No, I, I, friends, I know, I'm interested. Like I've too. had friends it's like, it's, like that. We'll watch. Tyler's it. so happy. We've we've watched like <laughs> UFC fights, right? And the last McGregor fight, my friends are huge McGregor fans, but they were fighting a guy from the state, the United States, and they were hanging Irish flags, which is yeah. fine. I don't care, but you you, you know you can't have a sense of national pride if you're rooting for the guy from the other thing no, which we don't that's what i'm saying we don't have which doesn't seem to be a a problem but you know uh i'm interested to know the opinion of a uh, somebody with from you know ireland so you know mcgregor not only he kind of put mixed martial arts on the map in ireland there was always and uh, the, the gym he, he trains at i think it's spg gym uh, just outside dublin that would have been pretty well known and famous before he got uh you know like to become this global superstar but for the most part mma wasn't it was it was kind of you know kind of like something like crossfit or other something mm-hmm. i love yeah. to do other uh, those kind of niche uh, activities or sports that were kind of done in these kind of backyard right, gyms right. Yeah. down in industrial estate you know because they weren't mainstream sports and now everything is you know there's so much of everything that people you know so like jiu-jitsu is huge in ireland now mm-hmm. Um, all these things. So McGregor, I remember seeing his very first interview when he did that first fight, and he won like fifty k. Yeah. And he was like, just he may you may as well have given him fifty million because right. this guy was literally on welfare for a while in Ireland. Yeah. He was just fighting, training. He was working with his dad. I think he was like a plumber or something. Uh-huh. So we love that sense of it, and and I think that's why the Americans jumped on him straight away because this is the guy because it's the American thing like you come from nothing you work your way up you defy all the odds you beat what's in front of you and then you're the you're the guy yeah the only thing that's I want to say un-Irish about McGregor is and it's probably because of the environment he's in but the fight game you know from boxing to to MMA is that there's no real room for humility. Right, it's yeah. literally you gotta. I am the best. Yeah. I'm gonna punish this guy. Yeah, like yeah. McGregor. I'm gonna, you know, he kind of he uses some great phrases. You know, this is war. And what he did was he he galvanized the Irish people around him. But uh-huh. he was like, I'm fighting for Ireland. But initially, it's like, who's fighting for us? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. there was no sense of a patriotic thing in ireland about mma it was you know because we have if the irish soccer team playing or the rugby team it's like ireland's together we're you know but when it's one individual it's even kind of like rory as well with the golf i mean so northern ireland's where he's from and you know irish people south and north uh you know get behind him and we feel like he's playing for ireland like if they go to you know himself and larry playing the olympics you know it's gonna everyone's gonna be behind it but mcgregor kind of created his own uh, he's, de- say, he's device. I mean, mm-hmm. he's become. So what I'm saying is, five years ago, I think a lot of people are like, you know, this is a great story. Mm-hmm. He hasn't done himself any favors. In that right, right. I, mean, yeah, I don't yeah, know if yeah. he listens to your podcast, so <laughs> please don't. <laughs> I don't uh, think he does. Confront me, Connor. <laughs> if we, but uh, we, well, yeah, but here's we pers- have we yeah. have friends who are big fans. Of That's this. what I was saying. I mean, I'm, I'm a fan. You know, I, I I enjoy him, but I get it. You know, sometimes it's the same thing. It's like. 
are you putting on a show or yeah. you know because i've i mean i've had the same conversations with my bartenders buddies back from ireland who we they and they there was a time where they were kind of angry with you know the example he was setting forth yeah, for unfortunately well, when he's throwing stuff into bus like it's yeah. one thing to be like yelling at people be a hard man but when you're but throwing stuff when yeah. you're doing that stuff and and that does not wash well if you think that doesn't wash well here it does it not wash yeah. well in ireland because everyone like it's it's kind of like everyone looks looked up to him because like you see a guy did that you're like that's who you say to your kid look what he did you can do that in right. your domain yeah but then he just all the stuff about fighting in bars and it's like you know humility is a big and being humble is a big character yeah. like a trait for Irish people of course it is and but I but I get that the domain he's in right yeah is like it's just it is what it is if you don't hear that from you know, soccer stars or rugby, it's pure, it's humility. He, and there's a game too because you always play it down because if you lose then, you don't want to be seen as the guy who knew you were going to win. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. always that. Yeah, right. But I think he probably wouldn't have had, he wouldn't have as much money as he does now if he didn't no. act He became that. a machine. But I mean, the, the Mayweather fight changed the game. I mean, like right, it was yeah, what, 100 yeah. million? Yeah, oh, you so know. I mean... That was so, that was like I mean, a spectacle. Do you remember where you were watching mm-hmm, that? I was bootlegging it here because like my... My wife was out or something. I had to say, oh my We're going to get fined by the (laughs) FCC for that or whatever. I was watching it on like Twitter live because people kept streaming it. And I'm like, I'm not going to pay-per-view this thing. But I'm able to watch the whole... That was like a spectacle when they fought. Well, that's that's the fight I was telling you. Like we have friends that, you know, Mayweather is an American guy. And... It's kind of the same thing. McGregor was an Irish guy. And it was... But, you know, we, we had some of our very patriotic friends... Mm-hmm. flying irish flags and i couldn't figure out like well this kind of goes against he's yeah. fighting a guy from and but there's obvious reasons for that when right? it's individual yeah. sports it's, it's hard it's, yeah it kind of gets a bit muddied because you might like your friends they prefer the irish personality as opposed to who they know mayweather is right right and it's not about america versus Ireland. Well, yeah, it's let's be honest nice. neither one of those guys are likable like they're not like these aren't they're not fun yeah. guys you know they're yeah. fun well, to their friends but I, sorry we kind of we went off on a, a sporting <laughs> tangent whereas i was i turned into like a, a fanboy a little bit but yeah. i'll bring it back so you 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 did uh the show you did in, in long island was a solo show yeah and you said that you also go on tour with celtic thunder yes and that's not you guys don't take your shirts off Unfortunately not. I mean, I like to work out just in case. Just in have case. you ever? Have you ever? Has there ever been a chance where anybody's like confused you guys for Thunder from Down Under? It has to have happened. Yeah, so where this, there's like, no way that hasn't our, happened. We did our very first tour in uh, Australia in 2012. Oh, this is a, this is and already they're great. Huge, and like we go on you know morning tv and of course it's kind of the joke we've heard a million times right. of course the presenters like this yeah you know middle-aged dude coming up and he's like hang with the guys and he comes up and says, so guys you're not the thunder from dan and are you <laughs> and like we were like why are you saying we're not we don't take care of ourselves <laughs> yeah. or whatever but then we were in it we do a lot of casino shows and we've done sans casino loads of times here and like that they do kind of the casino route too and i don't know if, if there's like a running joke in these casinos but every time when there's a thunder down under poster they put us beside it <laughs> so it's like this thing of a, that's thunder down under that's not yeah. so, yeah. well i think i mean yeah. i think I, mean, I had like this like the the fan that goes to the what fan would be more 
shocked to be at <laughs> the wrong show. I know. Somebody that was like going to thinking they were going know. to a Thunder from Down Under show and seeing them or somebody that thought they were going to a Thunder or uh, a Celtic Thunder show and going to I, I, I know who would I, I don't think the Celtic Thunder fans would be they would be maybe confused but they mightn't be too disappointed about Thunder Down yeah. Under I mean yeah, I think it know. would take them like they would be shocked at first and then like five minutes later they'd be like well you know I paid for the well, I think George if if you if you wore your kilt you would be most disappointed <laughs> they'd want the- to be like boom <laughs> Like why is this guy with a kilt on in our stripper <laughs> show? <laughs> yeah. And what is that? What is the Celtic Thunder shows? What's what is that show? So Celtic Thunder started uh, ten years ago. It was it's basically a group of five guys. Um, the original concept was kind of like five guys at different stages of their life. So here, like the younger guys, right up to George, who was the oldest. He was forty. So the the range went from like fifteen to forty. So you had obviously singing Irish. The Irish songs that Americans love, um, taking a spin on some American classic songs. Um, it was it, it's it's pretty mainstream Irish in that w- we broadcast on PBS television. So we do too. Um, you guys, like, do? I'm not even like I'm not even joking. Yeah, we, we have a too. show on PBS. Wow! Right there, you go. Well, we, yeah. Hopefully, we we'll get it's not filmed one. in the attic. Believe it or not. <laughs> yeah, they don't film it here. <laughs> or in a kilt. Yeah, yeah. But well, now I might, I might do the kilt. Do like, not do a kilt. Okay. I sit next to you. So, so, uh, so, just make sure that there's a desk <laughs> yeah. in front of you. Uh, so yeah, like ten years doing that. I joined eight years ago. Um, but PBS, PBS basically put us into every household in America. So it it went from like the first year the guys toured, they did two solo shows in Radio City. We, like we did just did did Carnegie s- Hall. Yeah, well, right. Carnegie Hall was actually me on my own. Oh, that me. was you on your own. Yeah, this, this, you sold out Carnegie uh, Hall. Yeah. What so. are you? What? Like, Why are you here? Right. And I'm here to hang with the boys and talk <laughs> sports. <laughs> That's crazy. How do you yeah. sell a Carnegie? You got to get Central Air, dude. We got people that sold out Carnegie. I know, Hall. like I feel Central bad, Air yeah, here. Like, up it. Yeah. Jeez. You need to get like you need to get some ads in the middle of this now and like the ratings. And, yeah. Like, we had yeah. one ad. They stopped. Listen, we got a guy who uh, sold out Carnegie Hall. You might want to. But yeah. how does like that has got to be a crazy feeling? Like it was crazy. I, I, I it was. Uh, yeah, so it was the night before St. Patrick's Day last year. And, of course, you, you time all these things. You know, mm-hmm. like you think about when you're going to do it and where the, where, where the captive where audience the is going to be. the most Irish people yeah. possible. So, like, yeah. New York, the night before St. Patrick's Day, the city's okay. full of them. Mm-hmm. So let's get them in for a show. So, yeah, that was that was amazing. Uh, and it's something I kind of never expected to do, certainly at this point in my career. Um, you know, I was very proud. You know, we sang with an orchestra and, you know, got to sing all these Irish songs that, as I said, meant so much to people sitting in the uh, there in the audience, second, third generation Americans, as well as Irish people. Some folks flew from Australia, from Canada, wow. from all over the country to see me do it. Um, <laughs> my folk, my family came from Ireland. So, so yeah, between that and you know, with Celtic Thunder, you know, as I said, we're not known in Ireland because we we bring Ireland with us. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's led to this thing where we we get to tour all around the country and uh, you know P- pbs has just put us into all these households and we have this massive following right. as a result of that so i have, I have a two two-fold question i guess what first of all like what kind of music do you listen to but then on, on top of that um you know there always be a place for the type of music that you perform you know the the, the classics yeah. will be there forever do, do you feel like I mean, do you feel like that that statement's true? Like the, the the type of songs that you're going to be listening to, they're pass like you said, they're passing down and down. Um, that you're going to have those audiences in, in years to come because this music, 
you know, we hear all the pop music and everything, and it kind of comes and goes. Yeah. But at the end of the day, this is timeless. <laughs> I think it's important, to, you know, when you're... Because I've thought about this a lot. Like, when I was growing up, I could always sing, and I could I do a bit of everything. You know, like, when I was a teenager, I loved Michael Bublé, or loved, you know, some more mainstream music. And as I've gone on, you know, and it's only from doing concerts and realizing what material not only suits you but what sets you apart i think like i could literally get up and do an entire jazz gig i could get up and do an entire classical music gig or broadway or irish but it's finding what your usp is and, and my thing it's finding it the music that you have the, the most authority over if you know what i mean like the and you think of any artist you love like why do you love listening to the original writer's version version of a song as opposed to someone who covered an American Idol who actually might be a better singer. Right. It's because you believe that person. Like mm, music yeah. is all about honesty. If you sit, you're sitting in an auditorium and someone gets up and sings a song and they're not, they, if they don't believe it and if you don't believe that they're living every moment of that song from their own perspective, not this is how, I don't know, you hear like every per every person cover like Adele or something mm -hmm. nowadays on like X Factor or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it, it is hard to, there is, you might, uh, there might be an amazing singer, but it's not going to be Adele because she lived it. She's the right. reason why this. So I've thought about that a lot. And I do, uh, you know, a broad range of stuff in my concerts, but I, I, I pick the songs that I know I'll be able to perform with a, a personal authority. So like a song, like these Irish songs, like even like Danny Boy and The Parting Glass and, and they're beautiful songs that people love. But the reason why they might, you know, a, an American uh, audience member might prefer me singing it over saying American is because, uh, well, he's Irish number one, but I believe him because it's kind of his life. Mm -hmm. And it, like uh, these songs are very much autobiographical where right. it came from. I have, you know, I remember my dad singing them. I can bring that to it uh, and equally an American can, up, can get up and sing that song. I might be able to sing it as well as them, yeah. but I'm never going to have that perspective. I mean, you can be a very good actor. Yeah. I'm not saying that, but if you really want to get people on side or if you really want to, to, to bring them on a journey, you have to be on that journey with them. Right, right, right. You can't be the tour guide. You kind of yeah, have no, to yeah. be, the, you know <laughs> what I mean? Have you ever thought about or have you done X Factor, American Idol stuff? I mean, like all, that was said to me countless times when I was growing up, mm -hmm. you know, even into my early 20s. And I didn't want that. I feel like th those some of those shows have, have paved the way for some amazing careers. But if you look at the numbers, it's very low. And not that I didn't believe in myself. Could I go on and impress Simon Cowell or mm -hmm. someone? Fine. You got a good gig going. Yeah, but, I mean, but, but the, the, the gig I have now has been built up and trial and error trial and error i would yeah. my first set list five years ago is a world away from what it is now because i didn't really sometimes you gotta live experiences to then bring them to a song on stage right like you hear st like the great thing about what i get to do is that and i meet people who are not only connected to ireland but just who love music people come to me and say you know like the other night this lady came to me and said you know my mom died a couple of months ago and we played your version of danny boy at her funeral and you sang it tonight I was just, oh, man. I felt Dude. her. Yeah. And like, you're told those things and you're like kind of getting emotional too, but you're yeah. trying to keep it together. And they're kind of emotional telling you, but it's kind of like she had tears in her eyes, but also a smile on her face. So when you're recording this music um, and you're doing an album or whatever, 
you've no idea where it's going to go. You've no idea who it's going to speak to. I mean, you listen to a recording, you know, from of a song that was, you know, 40 years ago and it means, you know, so much to you now in a moment depending on, you know, where you're using it or if you're just chilling out. I mean, you you once you put it out there in the world it's permanent it's there mm-hmm. forever especially nowadays yeah. anything on the internet is definitely permanent <laughs> oh yeah yeah we know so, that <laughs> we were talking so. about that before you came up yeah so tweets. Yep. i think i think you you know when you're in a privileged position like i am when you, when you get to deliver a message to people every night you have a responsibility to bring honesty to it because you know people aren't stupid people mm-hmm. people sit there and they know if you're telling the truth or not yeah. they know if you're being honest about what you're saying there's no hiding it doesn't matter how good of a singer you are yeah if you don't if, if you can't bring honesty and there's no sincerity uh, no sincerity yeah. to it then forget it's it it's that's why like i do stand up and <clears throat> i've always thought that it's like golf in that way golf is like and what you're describing is a bit like golf like you can't hide that's why i love it so much because you don't, you it, don't get to actually you, you don't, you're get, playing, to you don't get to hide yeah because if you if again like i've also played team sports you can hide in those yeah. things you can't hide in a thing that you need to no. do it and you can't lie like, like you, the, mid, the middle of a fairways is, is as exposing as yeah. one mic one stage right. and yeah. there's a light yeah and the and ball will go straight <laughs> and if you didn't hit it right it ain't going straight it ain't gonna <laughs> there's no denying that yeah you can't talk it into going straight yeah so, but, so yeah well you know you talked about your albums and your work where yeah. do people find some of that so my website yeah and there's loads of stuff on youtube um i'm hoping to record uh, a Christmas album for release, my first Christmas album for release later this year. Um, you know, I've I've an album out. I signed with uh, with Sony in twenty seventeen, and we did an Irish album, which was uh, you know a great thing as well. Something I thought I'd never do work with a label over here. Um, so yeah, as I said, I'm just so conscious. Even when I was doing that album, like that album's in, you know, you know big stores around America, Barnes and Noble, Walmart, Target, all these, like who knows who'll pick up that album in yeah. five years and listen to why the, I did in 2017. Mm-hmm. And I need to make sure that when I'm doing it in the moment that, you know, it's going to speak to them then. If I know I did it in an honest way, then. So that's something resonate. you're consciously thinking of, of in the recording process. Yeah. Like, and it, it's hard because you're literally in a dark room with a mic. Right. Or like, it's always the case that when you've gotten tour music, you're like, Oh, I just want to record the album again because yeah. the song yeah. has been, I suppose, infiltrated by, in a good way, by yeah. the reaction of the audience. I was like, Oh my God, yeah, that's what got them there in that moment. Whereas you, when you're recording, yeah. a lot of bands actually do that now. They test out the music first and then they'll subsequently release. Cause you can record on the road now. I mean, look at yeah. us, we're just, we're yeah. just in a room in a house and we're recording. Mm-hmm. So a lot of bands will test out the material, really get a sense of what got the crowd going. And then the songs sometimes rewrite themselves right. as a result of... That's how stand-up works, for sure. Do you know a band called Reef? That might be even before your time. They're from... Yeah, the dog knows it though. <laughs> He's like, he yes, I know. No, I just like it was just a caveat. Like they just released a new record, and they said they t- they tested out every song, you know, before they actually went back and recorded it. Of course, to, I mean, there's there's a ba- it's a balancing act though, because you yeah. can't like, whilst your audience is important because they're the people who are coming out to see and supporting you, you can't be totally dictated to by them. Yeah, unless you're getting writing extremely commercial music, because now they're like developing software to write songs which oh, is man. just terrible because yeah. like chord progressions words like it's literally it's formulaic. it's formulaic and it's like this is what's gonna 
sound you know, good tug at the heartstrings yeah. of 16 oh, year old girls yeah. across America mm-hmm. here's a pop song so which is tragic oh, no. but uh, but that's Tapping. being dictated to by a, literally a market yeah. yeah but it's you know I, I, I but I still believe that and that's why I try not to be too mainstream because there's loads of guys who can be mainstream and do that I have to find what's I'm best but you've at, created your market kind of yeah these people don't want something that a software generated they want they they know what they want and they want it from you they yeah. they and they would you know there's some software can make the perfect so, formula of an irish song mm-hmm. but they're gonna tell they're gonna be able to tell it's bullshit because it's, it's not coming Tyler, from you. That, like, you should that's a movie you should write that what be like like the the computer generated song you know it's supposed to be perfect but yeah. like the human song in the end well, oh, yeah, you know you know what i mean when when you get a new album of even your favorite artist and you mm. listen to the album i mean for years with recording they always you know they spend years and years trying to get as close to the live sound as possible and steve jobs killed it because with <laughs> mp3 now everything has to be so compressed and yeah. it's got to be you know i say that in the nicest sense in that when when mp3 and itunes and everything came out now everyone wants it on their phone or streaming mm-hmm. service and it's got to be Small, so yeah. compressed within an inch of its life mm-hmm. uh, that yes, you have the perfect sound, but you know you get a new album, it's perfect, and you might enjoy it, but you always want the live version. Yeah, because yeah. the live version is slightly out of tune. It's raw. It's raspy. It's, it's how they really play it. Yeah, you know, because like that your, your connects to your human instinct yeah. much better than an automated perfect. Thing. I mean, that's what we just we we all just want raw emotion because right, right. we kind of see ourselves in it too. Like some people, I mean, some people even ver- prefer their shower version of the song than some. Yeah, listening yeah. To the But do you know what I mean? It's like yeah, that's what people want. Yeah, they want a realness course. to music. And 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 when you're performing, our people are you you the feedback you're getting from them. Like I, I I'm sure it's not like. Uh, a rock and roll show where there's crowd surfing going on, right? Yeah. It's more of a sit down or no, yeah. people, but you, you, that one even time, still you can feel the energy. Of course, like I was singing the parting glass last night and it was Seamus who was on the piano said to me after, he says like, you sang so many big notes tonight, you know, like out of the park, you know, showed your chops, like could really sing the, and then put the parting glass. I literally stand there, stood there at a mic with hands in my pockets told a story and literally you could you could hear a pin drop it, everyone was almost afraid to breathe and when you, and and like as a singer i'm aware of that too i i i think one of my better skills is is my ability to read energy in a room and and we'll we'll change the set list as we feel how the room's going it's like okay they need to pick up now here or they need we need to slow it down mm-hmm. and that's a that's a because as i said you got to take them on a journey throughout a song but also throughout an entire show so you know, I always say, people say, well, what do, you know, what do you want people to feel when you come to your show? Like, what's the experience? And I always say, if I can make you smile and I can make you cry, I've done my job. So you take them on that because that's what I want when I go to a show. I want to mm-hmm. be, I want to be escape from, you know, the stuff I had to put up with today at work, my phone. I, I want to, you know, be in a movie with you for the next hour and a half. Mm-hmm. I want to do that. So as a performer, as I said, if you're not honest about it, you know, it's like if you go and see something with bad acting or anything else, <laughs> if you're not believing the person, you're back to your phone again. You're back to... Well, you can enjoy it, a, but you're not in it. No, no. software can do that, by the yeah. way. No there software will make... 
I feel Morbius. like I'm writing this movie for you. It's yeah, great. I know. I think you it's, talking. I'm just done. Is this, because I was looking on your, your schedule, is this your last date or do you have... So we play you know? in uh, Springfield, as I say, Philadelphia tomorrow. Right. Um, and then, what am I doing then? So aside from, I suppose, touring, you know, I would have a pretty avid following around the States. The last few years, people said, oh, we'd love to go to Ireland and, you know, we'd love to experience it. So sure. we decided this year to bring people to Ireland. Oh, so we're sweet. bringing... I think 80 people uh, to Ireland to for a, for a, a like a bus tour. You're bringing Americans to Ireland. Americans. You are a brave man. Yeah. Well, <laughs> is everyone in Ireland gonna be like, why? Why is he leading you around? Yeah. Guy? Yeah. Oh, totally. No, that's that will be it though. So I didn't quite go for that. You know, my face and the side of a tour bus. I just, I, I just, <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't do it. Uh, so we're doing that for for two weeks in October, November. Then we're out doing a Christmas tour in December. And yeah, next year is. I mean. Springs always crazy coming up to Paddy's. So is it, is, are you still doing stuff with Celtic Thunder? Yeah, so, so Celtic Thunder, we, we're okay. taking a break this year because we did a heavy, like we did a 75 city tour last oh, fall. Yes. You know, we all need it. We've been touring relentlessly kind of for 10 years, which is very unique. Like, you know, bands, groups, you know, concepts, you know, something like, like, as I said, we're kind of, we're, you know, bringing Ireland to people with the show. You know, 10 years, you know, relentlessly touring, you need a break. You need to get like it's like when a band breaks up for a while and then comes back together for the big tour. Not that we've broken up, but you need to uh, give it a bit of a rest. And and out of that, then we all go do our own touring. Rejuvenate and, a little. Uh, yeah, and 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 I've been doing a lot more. Like I'll probably do the guts of sixty cities this year on my own, um, which has been kind of built up. Like twenty fifteen, we were doing like twenty. Mm. So it's so yeah. So both things are still moving. Here's the one I want to leave you this question since. Yes. It, you're right, because you, you don't have a lot of time when you're in all these cities, but you have time to eat. Yes. So is there any, like, American food that... Yeah, like, what, yeah, what you, American Like, is there anything that maybe that you love or you never thought you would mm. like? Or, I don't know. I just, always thought that was interesting. Yeah, American food, favorite American food is sushi, for sure. It's, uh... <laughs> I'm joking. Really? Uh, okay. Because no. like, Chinese no. food here I, I is not Chinese food in China. Yeah, you know? no, to- like I literally I discovered sushi when I came to America. I, I always thought the concept of raw fish. Ironically, I'm going to Japan uh, next week for to support Ireland in the Rugby World Cup. Um, so it's my first time going there. So I'll be like, this isn't the way they make sushi in uh, I'm sure there's yeah, a yeah, yeah, Montana. Yeah, <laughs> so, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I've been down south, obviously, like they like the fried food. Um, trying to think uh we, um do they is, is well, pizza. Haggis a- pizza oh yeah my one of my favorite things about new york is like 99 cent pizza it's gotta yeah, be dude the, i'm with you which, new york okay, which one i don't want i don't want even if i have an like you know if, I someone's, even know the name. if someone was buying me a slice of pizza don't buy me the 4.99 buy me yeah. the 99 because mm-hmm. it's greasy like um the two two bros two bros i was gonna ask you people yeah. that i don't my listening not know this but there's there's different gangs of 99 cent pizza there's two bros there's 99 cent pizza and then there's offshoot ones that do it yeah but the main ones are the 99 cent and two bros which one do you go with two bros two bros uh, is a better slice they're just yeah yeah you walk in there hand him a dollar you got your big slice of grease and yeah. you're away yeah. i feel this is very this is ending on a very american note which yeah is, well what what, <laughs> what does what does american do wrong like by irish people um i think not wrong, but what? what we still talking about food, yeah? Anything. <laughs> this is open. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. There's a better way. To, like, is there anything? 
Is there anything American that you you maybe didn't expect? got lost in the translation culturally, or, or just didn't like you you expected? You know, I remember a guy had friends from um, England who said whenever it, when they thought of America when they were growing up, all they thought of was huge high schools. Yes, <laughs> I don't know. Like, is, was there anything but that that's like kind blew of that's kind persona? of the you know, the American uh, high school t- uh, TV shows? You yeah, know, yeah, like yeah. we had like like. One Tree Hills, a big show yeah. at home. Uh, Everybody's saved, lockers outside. Sa- saved, yeah. by, saved by the Bell was oh, massive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you do get those terriers. Uh, or uh, uh, when I think about America, I think about like college in America. That's something I would have loved to have done. <laughs> Obviously, college wasn't Same. my friend. <laughs> Same. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I can't believe you're deprived that opportunity. Yeah. That's what's wrong with this country. People like you deprived yeah. education. Yeah. 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 It's all the, it's all the man. So. Yeah. It's all the. Yeah. So, so that was my perception of America growing up, um, you know, or like just like the Empire State Building, like yeah. you're seeing like New York. So I've had the kind of great, <coughs> been the great position of seeing, as I said, so many places that I never would have seen other than the fact that I sing Irish music. Like right. I, I'll always go back to it. Like America is this, like if I was born 300 miles to the east in the UK, for example, I wouldn't have this career because <laughs> the Irish thing yeah. is so. People just welcome you with open yeah. arms, and I'll never ever take that for granted. Like, and there's like a connection not only between the Irish people who come to the show, but the Americans who want to be part of the part of the, the movement, if you like. Right. Part of, and you, you guys have this huge Celtic festival here in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah. Most Irish people, I'm sorry to say, don't know where Bethlehem, Bethlehem Pennsylvania <laughs> yeah, is, but. But you, you guys celebrate it. You guys celebrate St. Patrick's Day harder than we do. So <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. That's <laughs> yeah. that's what I love about America. Yeah. I love the fact that you guys, as I said at the very start of this, embracing the fact that you're a country of people from all over the world, being proud of it. Do your ancestry.com, celebrate it, talk to someone who has oh your you know, your family are from Mongolia. Tell me about it. Yeah. You know, if you guys can can as I said, I'm not going to get political, but if you guys can keep that to the forefront of your mind that you know that that's what America is from an outsider's point of view, right? that's what we love about America. Yeah, yeah. Is the fact that's that you, awesome. you embrace that. So yeah. keep that. And to be honest, ju- I mean, your priority is to keep the Irish thing to the forefront because that's... Uh, well, don't worry. Keeps the, you the, if, you, if, you can come, if you can never visit here during like St. Patrick's Day celebrations, uh, there's a parade here. There's a parade. The parade now sounds crazy. And if you want to like lose or have some problems, you can go up to Scranton. <laughs> Scranton has the craziest St. Patrick's well, Day. Well, we're gonna make a push to get uh, to get him over here for Celtic next year. Yeah, I, well, I, I think sure we should make a push. Well, if, if if any of the I'm sure we don't the, need to push hard. No, well, I know we don't have to push hard, but whoever's those guys that we know, you know, yeah. tell them to bring them. I'm sure they want. We'll him. do it's round good. two of this podcast. I think I think we might have someone from the from from the fest coming tonight. So let's. Yeah. We'll make that happen, and I'll come back, and we, oh, we can, love you, we, can I think we, we can talk more about MMA and golf, hour, yeah. yeah, and maybe a bit of music. We can maybe play <laughs> some golf too. We'll play, let's, yeah, do yeah, let's, let's do that. Let's do that. Let's, let's hit it up. Well, thank you so much for coming. If you want to look at anything um, to find out where Emmett's playing, or if you want to look for his videos, or even find out where to buy some of his stuff, just look in the podcast notes of this episode. We have all the links you need. And thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, man. For Thanks for on. having me on, on 84. And here's to another 84, guys. Yeah, thank Keep you, it going. Man. All right, thank you.